Well, good morning. We are thankful that you are here this morning. It's good to see several visitors in our midst, uh, several who have returned again, maybe. We have some who have been traveling, some who have been sick, and we are thankful that you are here this morning. If you're visiting with us, please find a visitor's card. There's some in the lobby. Somebody, somebody may have handed you one. Fill it out, and you can hand it to someone as you exit this morning. We'd love to have a record of your attendance, and we'd love to send you a note, and we'd love to greet you this morning, and we'd love for you to stay around for a few moments that we might get to know you a little bit better. But we're appreciative to everyone that is here this morning. If you've got your bulletin out and, and you're following along with the sermon this morning, you may uh, notice that tonight, if you be back with us at 6 o'clock, we're going to uh, look at another lesson in the series, The Lost and the Credits, that we began last week. Uh, got some good comments on that. Um, it's an interesting study to think about, especially some folks from the Old Testament. And as we go through that, we'll look at some from the New Testament some folks that maybe you don't recall, maybe you've not heard of before, don't remember reading that particular verse or about this particular person, and we'd love for you to be back with us again uh, this evening. I'd mention a couple other things. Don't forget to be here this afternoon if you are one of the teachers or been one of our teachers. Uh, don't forget that. I know sometimes in the afternoon it's easy to, to get to napping or relaxing and forget that, but please plan to be here this afternoon as we eat together and we want to take a moment and honor our teachers. As well, I would mention, we didn't get it in the bulletin, but the announcement about the trunk or treat and the chili supper, uh, the note announcement we gave to Charles said the, the sign-up sheet was in the lobby, but we have put it over here in the hallway where most of our sign-up sheets are for things. Uh, that will be, I guess, next Wednesday, not this coming, but the next Wednesday night uh, before services. Uh, the sign-up sheet is for the food. We want to make sure we have enough pots of chili, enough cheese or hot dogs or all those things, so make sure and go by the hallway over there to today, tonight on Wednesday night and sign up for something and please plan to come and of course obviously please plan to invite someone not only for the chili supper possibly and for the trunk retreat but especially to our Wednesday night Bible class on that evening and we will look forward to having a good crowd then. We're thankful that you're here and hope that the lesson will be a benefit to you this morning. We're thankful especially as well for those who were able to go on the trip the last couple of days. I was worried this morning as I got up if my voice was going to hold out. I thought my voice kind of embodied maybe those who had been on the trip, a little tired, a little groggy. It's that time time of year. Then somebody told me that my exhausted face looked like it embodied the trip. So I don't know. Uh, I'm thankful there's no strong spotlights up here. Um, but, you know, I mean, just because the Isoms and the Elliots and the Levi's and, and the Shipley's all run around like they're 20 years old, I, I, I can't do it, okay? So, uh, and I don't know if it's the four youngins we're, we're carrying along in tow, but uh, we had a good time. We're thankful for the safe trip. I especially want to thank Missy, as always, for the work that she does and planning those things. Uh, for Charles for driving the bus and for everyone who got to go. And if you have any questions about anything that might have gone on, in particular going to see the ark, uh, we have a lot of folks who would love to share with you about that because we had a really good time on that trip. This morning, sometimes we ponder in life where we are in the world. And I mean that not only in just a physical sense, but really in that existential kind of sense. You know, what's our place in the world? I was reading last night late that there, I guess, is a meteor shower of some sort last night maybe, or early this morning, and maybe early tomorrow morning uh, that you can sit out. And, and sometimes you can watch those. And sometimes when we do that, we kind of think about, you know, our place in the world. We just are, are amazed at the, you know, the stars above us and thinking about where we are in the world. But this morning when we ponder that question, and I ask you the question, where are you? You might have several different answers to that question. You might have several different things that come to mind. The idea of where are you? Because you know, this morning I don't just mean here in a pew. I don't mean in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee or Soddy Daisy, Tennessee or, or on earth. 
That would be the physical answer to the physical question, where are you? But when we think about this morning and being gathered here together, you're here hopefully because you're at least somewhat concerned about spiritual matters. You're thinking about spiritual things. The idea of getting up on Sunday morning, what most folks still consider to be the weekend, a day that a lot of people are still off work, to get up, to get dressed, to come to the church building, it means you're somewhat at least concerned about thinking about the Bible, about God and His Son Jesus, and maybe spiritual things in general. Maybe another way to ask the same kind of question, especially in context of the lesson this morning, is, are you saved? Because you see, when we ask that question, where are you or are you saved, there are a lot of different things that come to our mind. Are you a Christian? That might be another way of asking the same thing. Are you in the body? Are you a child of God? You see, you hear hear these terms and we use them interchangeably, but we're kind of getting at the same thing here. Another way that we sometimes say it is, are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? When we think about being saved, we think about being a child of God, we think about being in the body, are you in Christ? I wasn't sure what to title the lesson, I kind of went back and forth on that, and and for the bulletin I kind of went with in Christ, but the question is, where are you? And specifically this morning, are you in Christ? And the question would be, is that even a place you want to be? Have you even really considered that before? About what it means to be in Christ and whether you are in Christ. I would submit this morning that it is one of the greatest questions that we can ponder. Sometimes when we sit down in our life and maybe we're, we're kind of overwhelmed by something. Again, a lot of us were, were at the ark and, and sometimes in those kind of places, if you've been to a theme park or something, you're, you're overwhelmed with the number of people that are there. You think about the, the thousands of people. A lot of us watched a, a football game yesterday and you see that stadium and, you, and you, feel, you might feel lost among the sea of people. Maybe you feel overwhelmed by thinking about your place in the world. But the greatest question would be, Are you in Christ, and is that even a place that you want to be? This morning we want to consider that question for a moment, but really consider as well why you should want to be in Christ. Why this is the greatest question that you could consider. Now we threw up on the screen a moment ago some of the words that are uh, used in conjunction or interchangeably with that, but why should you want to be in Christ? You see, when we say, why should you want to be saved, that sounds a little more like, like what we, the way we usually say it, the way that someone wants to hear it. But why should we want to be in Christ? And, and as you look at your bulletin there, and, and yes, the bulletin got done without faith here, but I've already hugged her this morning. I'm thankful she's back to restore order to the system here. But we even have a little circle there that got added in the bulletin. And you're going to see in a moment because we want to throw some words inside that. And I hope that you'll take this with you because I would say to you, this is even a good way to study the Bible with someone. There are many different ways that you could discuss with someone what it means to become a Christian. When someone says, what must I do to be saved? There's a lot of different ways that you can arrive at that answer. I've even seen here... In the office recently, several of the correspondence courses that we have and have been used before, some that I had not seen, those are wonderful. There are many different ways to sit down and study with someone what it means to become a Christian or to be in Christ, but this is certainly one of them. This one has always been a little more, uh, I don't know, a little more important to me, meant a little something different to me because this is one of the first things I remember learning as a young person 
as a new Christian, thinking about studying the Bible with someone. And the way that it was told to me, and you've got the, the blanks on the side of your bulletin there, if you've got it in front of you, but the, those are verses. Now some of the verses. The way that it was shared with me would, was to go to the front of your Bible and put the first verse. We'll get there in just a moment. And then when you turn to that first verse, you write the second verse next to that first one in your Bible. So then you remember where to go next. And it's just simply a map. You'll, you'll see what I'm saying, but I just want to encourage you as well. This morning, maybe you are in Christ. Maybe you feel like the answer to that question is, I am. And I, I know I am. But maybe you need to consider, again, what it's like to study with someone in that way. This morning, our first verse, and again, if you're interested in doing it, it may be a verse that you can write down in your Bible, is Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Here, Paul is writing so many encouraging words to those in Ephesus. Such a great book of the Bible here. But he begins at the very beginning in verse number 3 by saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ, or excuse me, in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, if you've got your circle there, and I didn't put it inside the circle, but you might write or label it there, inside the circle would be considered in Christ. And we learn here from Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, the first thing that's inside of Christ, or again, maybe not the first, but, but one of many, is every spiritual blessing you know a lot of times and i can't remember if it's on this particular i don't think it's in our slides this morning but many of you have commented at the very end of the of the powerpoint many services there is the simple plan god's simple plan it doesn't get much more simpler than this and to look at this this way to think about it but paul makes it very easy he says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in christ where are those spiritual blessings found? They're in Christ. Now, one interesting thing, and we're going to come to it at the end of the lesson, but I'd like for you to think about is, if every spiritual blessing is in Christ, what is outside of Christ? Well, if every spiritual blessing is in Christ, that would mean that no spiritual blessings are in Christ. You see, when you study the Bible with someone, or you consider and think about it yourself, sometimes it's important to think about what it says. Sometimes it's important to think about what the opposite is as well. That's great that every spiritual blessing is in Christ. We are thankful for that. But as well, if you are outside of Christ, then you have no spiritual blessings. And we're going to come back at the end, as I said, in a few moments and ask that question about where we want to be. Our second verse this morning is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. There are many different ways you could go about this again, but this is just one in particular to think about. But in this passage, Paul writing again says, Therefore, if anyone, and here's our phrase, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, you know, it's, it's sometimes interesting. It's sometimes a, a fad, if you will, today to think about old things. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, old things, we call them vintage things, kind of make a comeback. You know, they're kind of popular again. Again, on our trip, we were able to stay on Friday night and part of yesterday morning in what's called a Shaker Village. And, and there are a lot of old homes, a lot of old things there. And it's really neat to go back and look at those things. But most of the time, we like things that are new. You know, we, we're already thinking about Christmas. I know I don't want to say it, but we're already thinking about that holiday at the end of the year. And, and oftentimes, we don't give things that have been used. 
We give new things that have been given, that have been bought. We like new things. We like to feel new. We go on things such as retreats or a ladies retreat or things that happen to feel new, to feel refreshed. We like that idea. And so Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a new creation. And that, that's something we like to think about. Especially as we get older sometimes in life and, and our things get older and our bodies feel older, we like to think about being new. Feeling like a new creation. But again, we got to think about the opposite. If we are in Christ and we are a new creation outside of Christ, we would be an old creation. And of course, obviously we've made the, the connection to age here, but, but that's not even the same way. That would not be the way that, that Paul is meaning it here, that we are old, that our bodies are old, but we are not new. We are not a new creation when we are outside of Christ. And as we begin to fill in this circle and maybe fill in around it and put these verses together, we have to consider where we are. I've said it before and I'll probably say it many times, but when you look at this particular slide and you think about this circle, how many choices are there for you to be? How many places are there for you to be? There's two. There's inside or outside. There's every spiritual blessing or no spiritual blessings. As we move on, we think about 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10. Paul writing to the young preacher Timothy, giving him encouragement, encouraging him to continue on, to go on, to press on, to continue to preach these things, says, Therefore, endure, or excuse me, therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. You see, we asked this question at the beginning a moment ago, are you saved? That's the way we usually phrase it. That's the way the world usually uses that idea. But here Paul says that they also may obtain the salvation. We've said it before, but, but Paul many times by inspiration doesn't leave us questioning. We don't have to say, well, where is it, Paul? Where is the salvation? Where do we have to go to find this? He tells us. Often immediately, right after, together, so that a person could understand the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. So, of course, as we come back to our circle, inside of Christ Jesus is salvation, which is what so many people are looking for. Especially when times get bad, things get tough, we get down, we're looking for help, we're looking for salvation. How can I be saved? Salvation is in Christ Jesus. Again, the, the simple plan God doesn't make it very difficult. It's difficult for us to conform to it. It's difficult for us to be obedient. But it's not a difficult thing necessarily to understand. So of course if salvation is in Christ, outside of Christ there is no salvation. Maybe you've thought about the first couple of things. Maybe you've thought about this thing. It hurts us sometimes when we know people who are outside of Christ. But, but if salvation is in Christ Jesus then outside of Christ, there is no salvation. That's a sobering thought. It's not meant to try to uh, bring fear or scare you in the sense that, that I want you to, to be, be in Christ simply out of fear. There's so much more to it than that. And as I said, this is a good way to study the Bible with someone, to talk about what it means to be in Christ. It's not the only way. There are many other passages we could point out. As I've heard said in this congregation and in various classes and among people, uh, we need to teach people about Christ and becoming a Christian, but we need to share with them as well, of course, what it means to be a disciple, to be a follower, what comes after being in Christ. 
Because if we simply get dumped down into the water because we're afraid, and that's our only emotion or anything that comes out of it, then we may be doing it for the wrong reason. But yes, outside of Christ, there is no salvation. And then Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Paul says there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So we kind of do a little bit of a reverse here from where we've been. Because now as we look at our circle, there is no condemnation inside. We use the word no several times outside. But Paul says it here very simply. In Christ, for those who are in Christ... There is no condemnation. So then, of course, again, the opposite is outside of Christ, there is condemnation. Condemnation, something that we don't want to think about. And again, he goes on to say there, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Because again, Paul doesn't just leave us wondering. He doesn't just leave it at that simple statement. He forms for us, not only here in Romans chapter 8, but in many other passages, what it means. He molds and forms for us what it looks like to be in Christ. Sometimes we might wish it was a one-time decision and we were done. We were dunked into the water, as we say sometimes, and that was it. We didn't have to worry about anything else. But he continues to form what it means to be in Christ and to stay in Christ. Not walking according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Sounds to me like in Christ is a pretty good place. We want to be there. That's the question this morning. Are you in Christ? Does this sound like a place you want to be? And I put up the, the same circle again, but, but inside, every spiritual blessing, a new creation, no more condemnation, salvation in Christ Jesus. Or maybe, again, sometimes it does help us to think about the inverse. Does this sound like a place you want to avoid? Where there is no salvation, where there is condemnation, where there are no spiritual blessings, and where we are in old creation, where we are of this earth, where we are of the flesh. Because if I go backwards here for a second, sometimes we are motivated by different things. Sometimes we are motivated by the blessing. Sometimes we are motivated by trying to avoid something. But the question is, are you in Christ? But of course, that's not the final question. Because specifically, as you might study with someone, being inside of Christ sounds like a great place to be. They might sit back and say, you know, that's exactly where I want to be. Those are exactly the things that I want to feel and to feel in my life and to be a part of. But how do you get there then? Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27 says it very plainly. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Again, it's difficult for us to take a part of that sometimes because we know what our family has to say. It's difficult for us to partake in that sometimes because of what our friends or coworkers might say. It's difficult for us to partake in that because there's a lot of things behind us. There's a lot of luggage on our back that we bring with us. But Paul makes it pretty plain and simple. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And then one final verse here in the lesson will be yours this morning. 
The things that we've talked about is yours to contemplate. Romans chapter 6 and verse 3. Paul asked the question. He asked several questions here. If you've got your Bible open, you might go back up into verse 1. A familiar text. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Your Bible may say, God forbid. Your Bible may say, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? And again, this isn't the only place, but Paul continues to paint the picture to form for us the idea of what it means to be in Christ. What it means to become, as we say, gospel obedient. It's participating in the gospel, which is Jesus' death, as he talks about here. It is his burial. If you've got your Bible still open there, you look at verse 4. It is his burial. And again, continuing in verse 4, it is being raised. You see the connection. You see the connection to being in Christ. You see the connection to what Christ went through. And we see here that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into His death. This morning, the question is very simple for us to understand from the Scripture. But it's very difficult for us to follow along with sometime. Are you in Christ? If you are outside of Christ, there is no salvation. There is no spiritual blessings. But inside of Christ, there are so so many wonderful things and blessings. I, I know that, that Paul there says every spiritual blessing, but I, I would submit there are a lot of physical blessings as well. We, we had a conversation in our class in the adult classroom number one over here this morning a little bit about that, about the encouragement that comes from being a part of a family, a family that loves you. How do you get into that family? Many times in our life, simply the way we're born or who we're born to. That's our family. As much as we love it sometimes, as much as we hate it sometimes, we want to trade families, we don't get that choice when it comes to our blood and our family and our flesh here upon this earth. How do you, how do you get into a family? How do you get into God's family that, that loves you? That, where there is every spiritual blessing found in Christ, but there are a whole lot of physical blessings that are found from people who love you and will help you and will take care of you. You have to be in Christ. And Paul says it, and we just looked at two of the passages here this morning. And as many of us as were baptized into Christ are baptized into His death. We, we can be in Christ. You can be in Christ this morning. We've already tried to emphasize it. It's not just about being dunked in the water because that's all it is and that's where it stops. It's about living life faithfully. It's about living life together. Being here to encourage each other. Being in Christ, there are spiritual blessings. There is no condemnation. There is a loving, caring family. And if you've been around this congregation, even for just a, a few short months as my family has been, you, you see it. Because it goes beyond those physical things and it goes to the understanding that in Christ there are spiritual blessings, there is love. And we really could have gone on and on looking at many different passages for this lesson this morning. But maybe you need to be reminded of what it means to be in Christ. Maybe you could be encouraged this morning about thinking about studying with someone this way. Or maybe you're here this morning and you're not in Christ. 
In a moment we're about to sing this song to encourage you because it's what we do as a matter of convenience because we're all gathered here together. We have an opportunity to sing to each other, to encourage each other to make that great commitment. But you don't have to do it this morning. We want to encourage you not to delay. But we gladly study with you this afternoon, this evening. There is no reason to put it off. We know too many examples of people whose lives are what we would consider cut short from a certain age perspective maybe. And they didn't have much more time here to make that decision. We've been blessed with the time and opportunity this morning and we would gladly help you become in Christ. We would gladly help you study more about that so you can understand exactly what that means. Not just from the perspective of being baptized but from the perspective of living life faithfully. It is that important of a decision. It is that important of a decision this morning, this moment, today, tonight, in the coming days, as long as you are blessed with opportunity. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never done that. We seem to encourage you, not to beg you necessarily, not to force you, but to encourage you to consider what that means. Maybe you're here this morning and you've done that. You felt the joy, the wonder that comes from knowing that peace, but you've forgotten. You've wandered away. You've moved from inside that circle to outside that circle by your own choices and your own decisions. Again, we're blessed with time and opportunity. We're blessed to be here this morning to sing to encourage even those who have been in Christ, who have become in Christ by being baptized, to come back because maybe you have wandered away. Maybe you're here this morning and you just need encouragement from this congregation of people who who love you and care for you. That's, That's why we come together to worship God and to encourage each other. To consider matters as important as this. Are you in Christ? Are you outside of Christ? Do you want the spiritual blessings, the salvation that comes with being in Christ? Again, we would study with you. We would help you with that even today and even now as we stand together and as we sing.